Okay, so this is The Right Track with Brad, and today we got Bryson, Tristan, with a Y, and Leah. And today is going to be more of like a music podcast to see um, why you three have all gotten the music. I've done a little bit of music myself, but I'm not anywhere near where you guys are at. Um, but the main thing uh, of what I want to say is that you guys, you guys are all on worship team for uh, the Baptist Campus Ministry, the BCM, at Western Kentucky University. Um, that's really cool. That's really cool that you guys get to do that. And there's a lot of things that we want to talk about with that. Um, but first, I just kind of want to start with, um, you guys can introduce like your names, I guess, again, and just kind of ask some of the those interview type questions before we kind of get into some real conversation. So what instruments do you guys play? What have you played? You guys can kind of just say whatever. Okay, so I'm Bryson. I play guitar. I can do cajon and drums a little bit. And I'm learning piano. Not good at it. Learning it. Yeah, okay. Hey, but I touch you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you can get in there. And I, and I sing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely do. Just you definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Tristan with a Y. I play every percussion instrument almost ever. There might be a few I miss sometimes. Um, I play a little bit of piano uh, and. I don't know. There might be another instrument I'm, I'm missing, but that's about it. I'm Leah. Um, I play guitar and sing and dabble a little bit in keys, but just to dabble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not very good at them. When did you guys all start? Because I started piano like a year and a half ago, and I'm kind of like self-taught. I've only just know like a few songs, but like I said, you guys have been doing this for like a really long time. Um, from what I assume, I know. I know you've done it for a long time but I don't know about your guys' stories kind of like what made you start was it like a force thing or just kind of end up falling in love with it or like what what's the deal like why is it so important to you guys because you guys do this every week for BCM and I'm sure on your own time too so you want to take that one first me yeah, yeah. I can um yeah I started um I got, gosh eight years ago now, it seems forever ago, with guitar. I was self-taught too. Um, one of the guys at my church um, that was really good friends with my family, um, he's like, "You, we gotta teach you how to play guitar. Like, we gotta teach you something. You gotta get up there and do something. Cause I would sing every once in a while, but like that was it. Yeah. Um, so he taught me like my first three chords, like just like the basic chords and like everything else has kind of been self-taught and like kind of just learned along the way. And that's that's a little bit later in. Like I feel like it's so much easier because I always hear like when you're younger, it's easier yeah. to learn things like yeah. like such as like a language. Like it's so much easier to yeah. learn that when you're younger or an instrument. Eight years ago, that's like early teenage years. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was my freshman year of high school. Yeah, yeah fourteen. So, yeah, probably fourteen. That's hard to pick up just something like that. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It kind of came more naturally than I thought it would. It's kind of weird, like that's how God gives you gifts, is like things that he wants you to do just come a little bit more naturally than other stuff too. So, so you didn't have any music background before that? Other than singing, no. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Wait, I did have a play oh. guitar when I was like five years old. It was tiny, a tiny pink <laughs> guitar that I would mm. bring around the house and strum all of the time. But just like her fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no chords, just drums. I love it. Uh, I've always wondered what got you into it. 
Like, yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah, because you're so good at percussion. I was just mm-hmm. like, when, what made this kid like, want to start doing this? What made me want to start percussion? Well, my mom likes to say I started playing percussion when I was when she was pregnant with me. That because I would kick to the beat of songs <laughs> she listened to. Um, but obviously that's not true. So music kind of runs in my family. Uh, my granddad was in a quartet and it's it's awesome they're so cool and my other granddad also writes songs and stuff and so like the gospel music and stuff kind of runs in the family because uh my my dad's grand dad's side grandpa he is a pastor but um around three years old uh my my pappy brought his piano to our house and i would just like dance and love listening to it being played and it's it is like exactly my age but plus a hundred years so it's kind of crazy it's got that real ivory and he told me it would be mine when I grew up and so at three years old I started learning how to play it by ear uh which was it was a fun time you know the Saints go marching in and stuff three years old that's hard though just playing it by ear I mean yeah but you just sing, and if you're like, well, that sounds a little higher, a little lower, you go a little higher or a little yeah, lower, and then you figure it all out. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, yeah I, I mean, I guess, yeah. There was a lot of trial and error in that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that I just sat down on the piano and played all the, all the freaking time, you know? Like, like that was not me. But I, I did learn to play by ear. Um, and then in, like, third grade, I took uh, guitar classes and at school. And I learned to play a couple things on guitar. I played a little bit of guitar, a little bit of bass, uh, you know, the works, whatever people, whatever people needed, you know, and whatever I was interested. Jump around to different instruments, like that's hard to just do that for, like at your age, isn't it? I think like, you, you think you'd pick one, like yeah, you do think you'd pick one, but I think a lot of people that are uh, really music musically gifted, like whenever you sort of get it it's not that hard to be like, oh, that sounds like music, you know? Mm. Um, like, if I had a better understanding of guitar, I would probably just sit down and play a lot of guitar, you know what I'm saying? But not all the time. It's just like, if I found a guitar, I might pick it up and play a song, just like that. Yeah, but you know? there's overlap, too. Like, once you know how to play one instrument, it's like, oh, I can recognize this. Yeah, and that's one. the thing about playing uh, piano and percussion. So sixth grade, I started percussion, learned how to read music never wanted to play anything else again because you know i mean think about how much fun it is to dance and play the cowbell am i right (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh uh it's it's just like the the piano and the keyboard stuff kind of transfers over because like mallet instruments are like the exact same as piano you know like i obviously i didn't have a mallet instrument at home if i wanted to practice i'd play it on piano um and like that was a good time uh, but it's like you just have four fingers on a piano. You don't you don't get the the full thing. But it's just kind of funny. But you'd see me like noodling around with these two all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was it was just kind of silly and kind of a silly way to learn to play. Uh, but in high school is when I really got into it, or I guess towards the end of middle school, um, seventh grade or so, I started playing with the high school band, and I just did everything that the the band had to offer. I mean. Y'all get it. If there's a thing with band, I was probably there, you know. Uh, wind ensemble, percussion ensemble, jazz band, marching band. I did I did everything. And my percussion director was really, really great. Shout out to Adam Hopper. I love him. But uh, he just, he 
saw how talented some of us were and wanted to help us succeed. So he really pushed to make it happen. It was a crazy time in life. So what's your what's what was your favorite instrument to play? My favorite instrument to play, uh, probably conga. What is that? Oh, it's a uh, it's Afro Cuban, and it's I think like really tall bongos, really big ones. Oh, you know. That's all. Are you guys having a deep? Yeah, we're doing a podcast right now. Oh, <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, congas are just like big bongos. That's awesome. Yeah, I still don't think I know what it is. <laughs> I'm just hearing Congo bongos. So, you know, like the bongos are like the little like you. They have a thing in Hawaii, like but it's just like the two. The two yeah, just be doing. They're like paired together. Yeah, yeah. So, a, what he's talking about with like a, a bigger version of that. Yeah. So think. So like a bongo is like this big. Think like that, but it's like this tall. And, okay. and you like sit with it wrapped in your legs. Yeah, so it's similar to Did the cajones, I guess. I mean, it's not similar, but like in the way where it's like. Yeah, cajones way down here. Yeah. Conga is an animal skin head drum. So you play it all up here. And it's got a lot of like hand technique uh, with like uh, if you're like slapping, if you need a little bit of the heel of your hand, that kind of thing. It's so that's great. like, that's like a more like rhythmic beat sort of one. I feel like that. Yeah. And a lot of times that's you'll almost see, easier. I'm not saying like it's easy, but like a lot of times you'll see it in play. pairs. Uh, in you'll pairs. see like a low and a high conga, but oh. sometimes you'll see like a lone, or sometimes you'll see like a set of three. So it just comes however. You Do know? you think that's more natural and easier than another instrument because it's just like banging stuff and trying to get in the, in the rhythm of the beat? Well, I think just banging stuff is kind of a hard way to put things because. Yeah, I don't mean to like diminish it by saying that. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, you're good. It is. It's just making yeah. stuff. I think some things like like the cajon. When I tell people and I and I try to teach them, like I'm like I can teach you in like 15 seconds, and it is. It's really easy. You just you just sort of hit it, you know. Um, but if I wanted to teach somebody conga, I'd say I'd take a, a little bit longer than that, probably five minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So, um, that's awesome. I I didn't know that was your favorite instrument. So it's really cool that I know now. Dude, congas are so cool. <laughs> I have uh, this conga rhythm that I would love to teach everybody at some point in my life. <laughs> we should do that. Um, I I grew up and um, my mom had a piano and I, I never learned how to play it when my mom had it. But like she would sing at my great grandma's church all the time. Uh, my cousin would sing at that church as well. and. I just remember thinking it was the coolest thing ever. And like when we were like seven years old, um, my mom would teach us these old hymns. So like when we all get to heaven and then, or a uh, victory in Jesus, like these old hymns that she grew up with. And she would make, because that church is like mainly old people. Oh. She would make us get in front of the stage, get on that stage, me and my two little brothers and sing those songs. And just because they loved so it. So you didn't like it at the time? I mean, at the time I was really, that was super stage fright. So like I didn't want to do it, but like when once we got out there, it's like oh, this is awesome, because like they're all like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they're like, and, yeah, like, you're just like, oh, this is great, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like they think you're cute and all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, uh, it's when I was thirteen. Is when I first like it's after that I never messed around with like music again, because like um, my great grandma passed away, and like so we just didn't go to that church anymore. And we had no reason, you had no reason to. And music was just something I didn't think about. But um, when I turned 13, 
uh, is when I got my first guitar, and it was for Christmas, and it was a left-handed one, which is a little pricey. I was gonna say, yeah, you, you have to get a left-handed one. Yeah, I have a five little brothers, and we're all homeschooled. So as you can imagine, like, me, my, my mom told me, it's like, I'm sorry, this is out of budget. We can't, we're not gonna do that. And for Christmas that year, my first left-handed guitar. That's and so it was, cool. That's funny. It was the coolest thing ever. That's kind of hype. Yeah, it was. It was. That was like. That's maybe one of the best Christmas. I can just like picture you opening that and just popping <laughs> off. Dude, yeah. I. So I didn't know how to do chords or anything. The only time when I play it in my room, I just dun, 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 dun. It, it sounded yeah. horrible. Yeah. But like I thought it was awesome. And we're going. one you have now? No, I gave that away to a guy that I heard singing at a gas station. And you think he's still using it? I think so, because he had a really good voice. I was like, man, I think you can make it. So I wanted to have this, and I never saw him. That's pretty cool. It's it really weird. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of wish I held on to it, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, like that's funny. <laughs> I was there, you know, I my youth praise band would be playing. There's this guy named Trayson, and Trayson could play any single thing that he had his hands on. And it was amazing. Dude, that'd be such a cool gift to have. You yeah. Can, you can just, like, play that, it. Like, that level of talent, it blew my mind. And I was like, I want to be up there on the youth praise band stage at my church in Shelbyville. I want to be up there with him. And so, like, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to try to learn chords and stuff. And I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't figure it out. It hurt my fingertips. I was like, this sucks. Was that learning just on your own, trying yeah. to figure it out at that point? Yeah, because I had, like, this book. They had all the shapes and stuff. And I, I was like, I'm give up. And so like, I didn't touch that guitar for like two years. But I, I loved music. And so like, I would say 90% of the time, I had earbuds or headphones on. And I would have the volume all the way up, listening to whatever. My mom would only let me listen to Christian music. So it's like whatever's cool on the radio, on Christian radio, is what I was listening to. And So you couldn't play the guitar at the time? I could not, yeah. Um, but I still, I still love, like I still love music, and it was kind of like a getaway for me. Um, I started actually playing when I was about seventeen, because then like I, was, I was like really frustrated, and I was like, I'm gonna try again. And so <laughs> I looked at the book, and I finally connected the dots. I was like, okay, my fingers gonna go where these dots are, and then because you were older, so you were able to figure yeah. it out. And this is still with the original guitar. Yeah. There you got. Yeah. And when did you get that one again? That was like birthday or what Christmas was it? Christmas of twenty fifteen. Oh, so you had it? Okay, okay. So you yeah. had it for like a few years. At that yeah. Point. Okay. And yeah, so I ended up learning it, and I still cannot play in a band because I wasn't fast enough. It's like it was I couldn't to process it when you're playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you guys think music theory is really important to know before? And maybe explain what music theory is, also for people who don't like understand it. Kristen, you take that one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so music theory is just music, bro. Like, literally all of it. <laughs> I know that sounds so simple and ridiculous. Um, like, on a basic level of music theory, there's, like, reading music and that kind of thing. And I think that it can help, like, the chords and stuff. Like, obviously, if you know your, your finger positions, you know, that's music theory. Like, you have a, a base of music theory right there. Um, I don't think the advanced stuff is going to be super important or super mind-blowing and crazy. What do you consider anybody. the advanced stuff? Um, I would say the basics is going to be like learning some chords 
uh, learning a little bit of technique for whatever instrument you're playing and then learning like key and time signature and that kind of thing like what you're playing in on each song that way you can play with people yeah I think past that um, anytime you start talking about uh, things that are like uh, circle of fifths or what dominant chords are and that kind of thing then you start getting to this is a, a sort of a sort of intermediate level of music theory and it's like that can be really extremely useful for anybody that wants to get better and start improving um, like if you want to go from learning on your own to being like a really great musician i start looking into that stuff you know but then you start uh then you start getting a little bit further into music theory and it's almost like a bit of a diminishing return. Like there's so many cool things you can do with it, obviously, but it starts to get so out there and wild and really? hard to understand that it's- And that's because it's like theory, right? So there's yeah. things that aren't like official, but it's still like, oh, well this could happen sort of thing. No, all of it, like it's pretty well explored, honestly. Like- um, But it just gets too complicated. It's just super complicated. So that, that's more of like the, the elite people are like, yeah, the elite musicians, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. No, yeah, not me. Not me. <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> I know the basics. That yeah, that's all you need, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really start. I mean, I mean, I took a music theory class at one point, I think, but I didn't really start getting into like crazy stuff with music theory or anything. Like I didn't know what, what chords were for a long time. I, obviously I could play them. Yeah. Like if you if you told me what hand positions go on or what like the bass note would be, I would know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but I didn't have an understanding of the naming convention, if that makes sense. So sometimes you get music theory, you just don't know you do. You know? <laughs> I well, don't think I do. Yeah. Mind blown. Because <laughs> like what I've been doing on on the piano is that I don't know like I don't I don't know all the music theory. I just play the, the songs that I know based on like the YouTube thing you know I'm not like actually super good with it but I, I know enough to play it so like that that's all I can really know but I can still play all the songs but it's just probably not the most efficient or like long-lasting way to do it if I were to well I think somewhere down that. I think something simple to start like down a path of music theory is like do I know then the note names like and where they are on this instrument, well, yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah and then and then you take it a step further like what am i playing here like when i play this song like oh is this a this is a c chord and then it's and then you take it a step farther you're like what key am i in or what's the rhythm of this song you learn how to how to count through the song you know that kind of thing and you just you just keep taking one step further and suddenly you're like a music theory genius among all the people that don't know they know anything that's crazy <laughs> isn't that because yeah. I'd say I'm probably only like five or ten steps down this path, but it's enough for everybody to go, oh, you're the you're the guy that knows music theory in this room. Yeah. It's kind of like whatever you start, like if you just keep progressing in it, then you're just going to know yeah. more regardless of if you're like even trying. I yeah. Feel like. yeah. Um, like I would never say that I that I know music theory, you know? Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of people I know that have been playing for a long time. And they, mm -hmm. like, they, they don't even know, but they're still really good at what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Can you ever actually know music theory? Fully. Uh, I think there's plenty of people that are experts, <laughs> well -versed, yes. very well versed. Yes. Uh, but I think that there's a lot of things that are like, 
like if you get into certain areas of music, you're gonna use a lot more concepts more than others, you know, and a lot of things are just gonna be more applicable, you know? Like obviously you're not gonna need to know all these different ways to, to navigate like crazy funky chords or anything if you're not using mm -hmm. them, yeah. you know? And all that kind of thing or how to layer everything perfectly. It's just theory for you. Mm -hmm. um, but when music theory starts to take place and be active, and important is when you can apply it. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess uh, looking into the style that you're getting into is important for music theory. So when you're applying it, like, like when you're just playing for fun, are you thinking about music theory or is that only when you're actually like training? To, not, well, I guess it's, is it training? Do you guys call it training or is it just rehearsal? What's like the word for it when you guys are practicing for- Oh, like, we rehearse here. Yeah, we, yeah. 6 p.m. So rehearsal. you just call it rehearsal. You would, yeah. you would listen to the songs and practice before you come to rehearsal. Yeah. 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 Okay, so like how often are you guys playing stuff like on your own, that's just fun, versus you guys actually practicing for like an event? I, I think at home I probably practice two hours a day. Like for, for, for singing or an event? Or oh, for, like an, for an event? Yeah, or just like a worship night. For, or for an event, I'll, just, I'll probably go through a song like once or twice in a week. And then the rest of the time for those two hours a day are just like playing for fun. Yeah, I um, I play for like two hours a day for fun, and then like if I know that Leah needs me on a Tuesday night or whatever, then I I typically try to figure out which songs to do like three days before, and then I just every night practice for like thirty minutes. If if it's okay. an event, I don't really put as much practice into it. Okay, yeah, yeah. You guys gotta do the same thing, or like what's the ratio of like just for fun playing versus practicing? Yeah, I don't have a lot of time to just play for fun in my schedule, but that's that's where it comes in. I would love to have more time. But like, yeah, I'll play for like two, two hours a week or something like that throughout. Just like pick it up, play a few songs, one or two songs a night right, or something right. like that. But um, for like events and stuff, I try to like play it through two to three times. Cause you have to think these are also songs that like most people know it's like we pick songs that like people intentionally have heard or like can hear like the speed and tempo and all that right. so that makes it a little bit easier when you're practicing for events yeah i mean i certainly don't want to pick hard songs for anybody at it at, in a, at a weekly event you know because yeah. i want everybody to be able to sing along and and know what they're doing um but for me i would say like I would say that if I had more time, I would I would play a lot more for fun or practice a lot more. But I know I know Bryson knows like I, I probably barely ever get down to just just practice like actually playing an instrument or something. I didn't I didn't bring my instruments with me uh, to school at first, and I only pretty recently brought my drum set. Um, so I don't really I don't really play it that much. It would be nice to go down and 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 do it and do a little more, but. Sometimes, like, uh, my roommates want to jam a little, you know, that kind of thing, or somebody, somebody will come over and ask to jam, and that's usually when I play for fun. Uh, but I would say most of my, like, for fun practice is listening, actually. Like, sitting down and listening to a, a song I like or a new song that I haven't heard before and thinking about how I would play it, how I would navigate it, or exactly what the other like person playing it is doing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or hearing something I haven't heard before, you know, like if I hear something crazy, like boom, 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 do do do, do ka -ka. I'm like, yo, <laughs> how would I do that, you know? And 
so I guess more of my practice is like theoretical and like just like hand motions, if that makes sense. Uh, but for like actually events and stuff, I do a lot more listening than I do actually, like I maybe play through a song one time, twice. Uh, for the cajon. Yeah, but I'll, I'll probably play it on my drum set because my cajon at home is broken and most oh. people don't just have a cajon, you know. Mm -hmm. But percussion's easy because you can sit down, you know, and, and like tap it out on your lap or, oh, true. you know, that kind of thing. As that's long as true. you know what's in, what's in your hand. But I think that's really underrated that you can, like, once you're, once you're at a certain level of, like, mastery in playing an instrument or just being a musician, I suppose, like, you can play with other people and that I just think it's so cool that like like you're at that point. I I'm not sure. Yeah, you guys you guys are all at that point. <laughs> but like that's so cool that you guys can both be like, all right, we're just gonna jam out. We're just gonna get a few people together and just play like just any song, or like not even like rehearse at all. Just be like, all right, we're gonna play this song. Or <laughs> being around like the campfire and like people can just come together and just like it sing guitar. Takes, like that's so cool. It certainly takes a little bit of time. Like you definitely need to to hand out some it. music or uh, like. Once you once you get a little better, like people can they can maybe hear it sometimes when they're really good, uh, but, you know ne needing to know what key you're in at least or something, or that kind of thing before you're just like okay let's jam. But um, it's a lot easier the less people you have I guess. Like if there's one guitar player and one percussionist, I'm not gonna worry about what what keys they're playing in or what their chords are. Right. But right. as soon as I get somebody else with a melody, they need to know what's going on. You know. That makes sense. Were yeah. you gonna say something? Oh, I was gonna say like, um, some of the, the most fun I've had playing music has been with you. But like, we'll be we were we just going loose room, and we would just start strumming, and then you would just hop on there. I think for that though, like the the just like the fun jam sessions where like you're with other musicians and you're playing. For I think a lot of it is memory. Like I think I have Howie Lowe's by the David Crowder been memorized. But like, if you were to say a song that I don't have memorized, like I don't know the words and I haven't really played it before, I want to do that well. And even just a fun jam session, like it's like I have to look at the chords, right? And then right, it's like right. a little bit of a struggle. It's a little tough. But if it's a song that's like, oh, everyone knows that song. I know. You can't just like randomly. Every time I, I I hear you guys jam, it, I walk down there to to jam with you guys, and no matter what I'm doing, it feels like I never know the song. Like no matter, what. <laughs> I've, I've told them this. I don't know like any songs. Like you start singing, I don't know the words to any song. I will sing it with you and sing it wrong every time. But I will I will be like humming along and I will know exactly what song it is. I can hum it or I can like like sing like the, the drum part. I'll be like, oh that's the one that's like boom boom <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's sort of funny that way. But I you know, I don't know songs. Yeah, funny story. I asked Tristan, I was like, hey, do you know like this song the other day? Like, I don't remember what song it was. He's like, oh, that's the one that goes like, boom, boom, like, yeah. that was some crazy thing. I was <laughs> like, I have no idea if that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had a few times like that too. He's like, oh, yeah. Do, do, do. It's like, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But it's like so cool that you can hear that. Because like, that's something I hear like words and yeah. like melody. I don't hear like those, the behind. Like, I think it makes a song so much better. But like in, I just don't hear it. Like I'm like, I don't know. I guess it's in there. I guess I just listen to music. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the actual like basics. Yeah, like, like like the sounds. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So for me, like, 
when I, when I first started getting into, like, kind of learning how to play and stuff, um, one of my, my favorite bands of all time is, is Need to Breathe. And at first, like, I only really listened to them because I liked the way they sound, because, like, they're, like, a southern rock band. So they had all these super awesome guitar solos, and I thought the lead singer's voice was really good. Um, but I, my youth pastor at the time, I was like, dude, this is like, the greatest band of all time. It's like, I mean, they're good, but their lyrics kind of, I don't really feel for them much. I was like, huh. And so, like, for me, like, that for me, ever since I heard him say that, like, I look... You looked at lyrics. I looked at lyrics way more than I looked at sound. And I, even to this day. So, you know, for me, like, you may look more at the sound. I'm always looking, listening to the lyrics. I'm like, what does what this song mean? What's it about? Dude, I try so hard to, <laughs> to listen to, like, every time, every week when I'm picking songs, I, I, like, meticulously go through the lyrics and, like, write, I, like, copy them down onto another sheet Dude. and write them down so that I'll be, like, looking at them from my own page and I've got, I've got it all set up and I'll listen to it and sing it through once and then I'll break down, like, verse by verse, like, what does this mean? Because I want to make sure that no matter what, like, I know what we're singing. Yeah. Like, you know, and lyrics are not my thing. Uh, like... Like, whenever I think of a song, a song I know the words to, I know, like, one part. And I'll be like, I really know that part, you know? <laughs> and none of the rest of it. So I just, I want to make sure that I know, like, everything that's being said and everything and what it means and stuff. So what about, what about you? Like, do you, like, lyrics or sound? No, more? I hear lyrics. Lyrics? Yeah. Okay. I've always been, like, like when I, when I would, like... Like for songs that I liked growing up, it was just like how it sounded. Like I didn't think about the yeah. lyrics, and yeah. you know that's kind of like when you're a kid anyway. But even like when I was older, like I would still, um, like be listening to music. And then like, I remember one time, like I was listening to this song like in the car, and then my friend was like, "Bro, like, <laughs> bro, are, are you sad right now? Like, why are you listening to this song?" Because <laughs> it was like a sad song, and I'm like, "No, it's it just like it just sounds cool." It's just kind like, of popping, yeah. yeah. And then I started listening to the lyrics, and I'm like. Yeah, I guess I can see why that'd be kind of weird to just play that in the car, but so then I started like thinking about it more, and then like you said, I actually started looking at lyrics more too. Um, well, uh, like another reason, some stand out more than others. Like, oh, like clearly, like the song is about this. This is lyrics. Yeah. There's some really but the way it sounds is really good. Like I used to listen to Juice World all the time, dude. Like, it, like first of all, his voice just sounds cool, and yeah. like just all of his music. But then I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't really be listening <laughs> to this. I didn't really realize. I was like. Like, it, it sounds good, though, you know? Like, it sounded good to me, like, yeah. at the time. I think but. there's some really cool musical moments where, like, the the sound of the words is the important part. And so it's, yeah. it makes it really easy to remember those lyrics. Yeah. And that's kind of nice, too. Were you, were you going to say something? Well, I was going to say, like, because I also, like, I've, I think I've been writing songs since I was probably, like, 15. And so, like... That also is just kind That's of... That's when you got your guitar. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> I had it for years before. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but like, just I started be because of what that youth pastor said. I was like, okay, now I need to go and I need to write the best songs ever. Lyrics that I feel like people can relate to and that I connect to. And then like, that's what... That, I think him saying that and then also like me looking at the songs for myself and be like, oh, I really connect with what this artist is saying. And then writing my own stuff. It's just... It's drilled lyrics into me. Yeah. So, sometimes to the point where like I can't ignore how it sounds. That's then, hard to do though to just write music though because you can't just write random stuff. Like it's gotta. It's gotta yeah. Work. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
when I was like 13, I think the first song I ever written, it was like, Jesus, you are my fire. It's like super weird. But like, That's I, so cool, I, well, I gave it to my youth pastor. I, like, I wrote this song, man. And he was like, uh, he's like, I think we can sing this song. So he's just, no, honest. no, it was, <laughs> it was so brutally honest. Nah, well, I'm just kidding. It was, it was bad, dude. Not, like, even like me looking back, I was like, that, it, that was maybe, that was horrible. Every song that I wrote when I was like 13 was absolutely terrible. Well, you were like, you were just a kid, like. Yeah, we'll see if you, if you compare now. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think each and every one of us can say like, coming, like, coming, like, from where you started to where you are now, the change is crazy. And you, you can like see how much better you've gotten. Like, you ever like, I saw it today. Um, it was the first time I played in front of a church, like playing guitar. And. I couldn't follow all of the, the sheets. Like these guys were doing stuff. I was like, "What are you guys doing?" I was freaking out on stage. Was it, was, like, was it chord charts or? Yeah, it was a chord. I couldn't play along with anybody else. Really? Like the way wow. that I can now, where it's like, "Oh, this is easy, dude." Two years ago, I couldn't do it. That's crazy. And and like, I saw this day. I was like, "Wow, now I'm get to do worship in a cave, you know, and, and play along with." These awesome people in the 180 band. You know, whenever the first time I played with chord charts, I actually couldn't play um, because I I couldn't figure out what goes between the chords. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's, I struggle with with keys. Like I can do it on guitar because that's how I learned was chord charts. Like that's how we play at our church. So it was like I started off like I was like, oh, I'm gonna look at this chord chart and like figure out which chords to play and just hear the strum pattern. But like keys, I don't know what to do in between. You're like, okay, I play this chord, and then she's like, now what do I do between the next one? Well, whenever I started playing at church, so my uh, my it was a new worship pastor at my church, and uh, he asked me to come play. I was in, I want to say uh, it might have been my seventh grade year, maybe my eighth grade year, but he had just got there, and and uh, we were playing kickball, and he was behind me in line. He said, "Yo, I hear you can play some music." I was like, "Well, I uh, can play at school." <laughs> and he was like, well, why don't you show up on Sunday morning, you know, like 7.15 and, and you can you can join the band. I was like, percussion? And I was thinking like, am I about to play drum set? I'd never played a drum set before. And and I showed up and he had me all set out like some timpani, some glockenspiels, some chimes and stuff, like a little bit of everything. Like I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, shaker, tambourine, that stuff. And he asked me, Whenever I got there, I showed up five minutes early for practice. He said, yeah, I forgot to ask, do you like chord charts or lead sheets? And I was like, dude, I just play the one with the music in it. He said, lead sheets it is. <laughs> and uh, I was following along. And then and then one day he asked me to play vibraphone and I, and I showed up and he printed chord charts. And I was like, what do I do in the middle though? And I, I literally had no idea. But it's just so, it's just so silly because whenever I was looking at like all the percussion music, it was so easy to find things to do in the middle because he would prank me percussion music for three people and I didn't know. So I was playing three people's parts. And you know, I would have like a shaker and a tamarina in one hand sometimes. Like I was going crazy because I thought my part, I was, I was like, man, my part is so hard today. No, I was just playing a bunch of different parts. <laughs> That's really funny actually. Um, but I mean, I figured it out eventually, but it, it is difficult like learning what goes in the middle and stuff. Has write, do you ever write music? I wrote one song on my own and then I helped Bryson with one. But that's about all of my I thought maybe like it was like a like a connecting the lyrics thing makes you want to like write music. I just I don't know. 
I think, I think, like, used to, like, before, a while, like, when I would listen to a lot of secular music, it was, like, all about the sound. But I think, like, once I transitioned over, like, listening to more Christian music, like, that being my main type of music, I was like, wait, these words, like, have an actual meaning. I think that's what kind of got me more into, like, listening to the lyrics. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Because yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, like, Christ did do all these things. Like, I shouldn't just, like, be singing them and just sing them. I should, like, actually understand, like, the why am I, why am I saying this Yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, like when I'll be singing the songs, like, at DCM or just at church, mm-hmm. uh, there'll be a lot of words where, like, I don't know. Yeah. Or, like, phrases that, that were said. And I'll be like, they're saying this, like, over and over in the song. Yeah. Like, what does this mean? And that, that's another thing about music. It's, like... When things get repeated over and over, like it stays in your head and you're like, yeah. okay, well, what does this mean? Like, I don't actually yeah. know. Um, and even for things when it's just said one time, you'll be like, oh, I know all this parts of the song. There's just one part like I don't get. And then, but yeah, especially for like Christian music and yeah. just like any form of worship music, I think it's really good to actually know like what it is because like you said, like, like that's, that's what Christ did. So yeah. it's cool to see that. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's cool to see that too. But now let me ask you this. So is how how apparent or how common is stage fright at this point for you guys? Like is oh it, gosh, is it every a time thing? I get unsafe. <laughs> is it really? Every time I get unsafe. Because I, I'm like comparing it to because I I've done it a little mm-hmm. bit, but I'm just yeah. I'm with other people like when I was playing yeah. keys. So it's different. I'm not like I'm kind of in the back too. Mm-hmm. I'm not like in the front with the keys. And it kind of just feels like um to me it feels like a group presentation. But Instead of one person going at a time talking about a group presentation, it's like everyone's playing at the same time. So I would think it'd be less pressure, which it did, because Mm -hmm. I knew that my one, like, instrument is not going to overtake the whole song. But you're singing, which is a way bigger component of people realizing if you're going to, like, mess up, even though, like, if you mess up, I bet, like, nobody would notice. But, like, why do you still feel like that, even now? I think doing it alone is definitely like still super frightening with a group yeah. i think it does get better just because you know you have other people like helping you like get there but i think like it just all comes down to like i don't know there's some people that like get more anxious when like they're around a lot of people and like stuff like that and i think that's definitely something that can make you like nervous like i know my hands get all sweaty like every time i get on stage i'm like oh my gosh there's so many people here but like it's also i know that god gives me the power to do it and like he's gonna like help me through it so it's like kind of like that trust you're like yes i'm scared because just that's just my natural reaction but like i know that god has me so i'm gonna get up and do it for him right 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 this is what about you guys you feel that i'll I'll let you go first uh well uh I just, I guess I've been playing for way too long, but whenever I play any percussion instrument, it's kind of like, uh, a lot of times it feels like I get up there and there's not, like, nobody else. Like, the end of the stage, like, that's that's the end of the room, it feels mm. like, sometimes. So you're just kind of getting a flow stage. And, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it, for sure. And But sometimes I do look up and it's like, it's kind of nice to to know that, like it feels almost um like as if you know you talked about like dividing up the pressure among the group yeah it feels like everybody out there is part of that division of pressure if that makes sense like because you know they all want to sing along and stuff 
And so they're putting themselves out there just as much as we are in, in a sort of way it feels like. But that's only when I'm playing percussion. If you ever ask me to, to hold a mic, like I'm like quivering with fear, you know? Like I will just, I will just. Singing's got to be so hard, dude. It has to like, be, bro. I, I, that's and so and you know what's crazy is I will I will sing a song for anybody anytime, even even on stage with a mic, as long as it's to be funny. But if if you ask me to do something seriously, and like actually like show up and sing, pressure's on. <laughs> like I don't yeah. think I could I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean I. I think the same thing. It's like with like the same thing you said too. It's like the sweaty hands and all that. And I, and I really, I, I like, I've, I've, I think here lately especially, um, the more that I've opportunities I've had to play, the more for whatever reason. I think most of the time it's just my my pride and ego get the best of me, honestly. But um, like just start thinking about. Do they like how I'm playing? Is it too fast? Is it too slow? Is it too oh, loud? Am I overwhelming the the group? My for me, when I'm up on a stage, my my brain won't shut up, and and, and it's just like it, it can be tough sometimes. And for me, the, you, that's when you I'm ever gonna, able to turn to tune it up. Yeah. So, um, one of the, the best playing experiences I've ever had was me and you us 180 two weeks ago. We did Hallelujah for the Cross because I, I looked out into the crowd, and which is, I haven't ever done that while playing before. Dude, that's dangerous. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's dangerous, yeah, because you might be really nervous. But I saw Noah Pike and Trevor Champion and so many friends of ours that were just fully immersed in the worship. And like, that's when I'm like, I had like this moment of like, it is not about me and it's not about anyone on mm -hmm. stage. Mm -hmm. it's, all for Jesus, and it's all about Him and worshiping Him. And, and, and even if the song we're doing is like some secular artist, like you can use that to point people to Christ. Like you can use your talent. Yeah. So like even when you're standing in front of people that aren't there for a worship service, they're there for something else. Like you can use that for the glory of God. And like just having that moment of like it's not about me, and force yourself to look out at the crowd. And just kind of take on their energy. If that does that make sense? Yeah. No. Like, yeah, I definitely feel that. Yeah. I like, definitely understand that. That helps me so much get like get past it and nerves yeah. a bit. Because like I'm I'm also on like Instagram and stuff. I, I put out a lot of songs and write. Dude, there's like the version that I'll put out on there takes like thirty tries to get to. Really. Dude. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like I'm so in my head about is this bad? Or yeah, this? that makes sense. That makes sense. And yeah. yeah. Because that's how I feel with like running sometimes, where I'll be like, "Oh, I have to do like super good. I have to do this yeah. like every practice." And then I'm like, "Okay, like first of all, it's a team. It's not like yeah. it's not just my yeah. performance that's gonna like hold everything together." Um, that doesn't mean you're not gonna try. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's the just the balance of that, where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, you still want to try to perform well, but you don't want to be like, okay, it's all about how I perform. Um, so yeah, no, like I I understand it in that sense. Um, but also when I was doing the keys one time, I did look out and uh, <laughs> at the crowd, and it was like it was really cool. It's like man, everyone's here to like worship like God. Yeah. Like that's so yeah. cool. And then as I'm like looking at everyone, I'm like, oh wait, what's the next one? And, like you know, I gotta quickly go to the next. <laughs> yeah. I'm like flipping the pages. I, but I would call that the 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 um, the curse of, of musical talent is like for anyone that has it is like 
a lot of it hinges on what the other people think. Anyway, to be successful at it, you have to be good. Like, you can't just go there and not know what you're doing. Yeah, you have to care a little bit. You have to care a little yeah. bit. And yeah. so, finding the balance of, like, not letting that be too much to where you're, it inflates your pride and ego. But also, like, playing because, you know, there's a Bible that says, whatever, whatsoever you do, do it, do it as unto the Lord. And that's yeah. why you have to do the things you do. I yeah. think there's, like, a, yeah, a, good, a good middle ground between caring so much and just not caring at all where you can you you are exactly active enough that you can show up and play as needed be ready for the criticism or whatever is going to come your way to to make the worship better and just as equally get there and feel the energy of the crowd or whatever and be absolutely entirely lost in worshiping the lord and you know, like, obviously, you have to play it. Like, you're there to sound good. But I guess, at, at least for me, like, a lot of it, like, it comes down to muscle memory, you know? Like, you're just you're just playing along, but you're really yeah. here to worship. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I'm interested in, like, we try to, uh, as leaders of the band, like, one of our, like, main objectives is to, like, remind the band, like, hey, before we practice, like, we're here to worship God. Like, our hearts like what why we're doing this matters like the reason we're up here is not for ourselves it's not to be seen it's not like so that everybody can hear us it's so that people can join us in worshiping god mm -hmm. like yes we're there to lead and that's like an, that's an important thing people need someone to lead them in a song if they don't know the song but like also we're not there to be seen we're there to help them kind of worship and yeah. glorify god yeah no, that's definitely the right way to look at it for sure that definitely helps with the pressure too mm -hmm. i'm sure yeah I've, like, being, I haven't done it a few times with, with these two awesome people. Um, th that's something I've learned a lot. And, like, just, like, you guys are up there, and, like, you guys are really immersed, and, like, this is in worship. And so, like, when I'm, like, I, I love playing and then looking over at Tristan or looking over at, and they're just, they're yeah, lost uh, in that, yeah. that, that worship moment. And it, it's, it's the most beautiful thing ever and like that's when you hit that moment you're able to feed off them too because like i look at tristan and we just know like there's just some sort of language that crosses in your mind it's like well, let's play harder uh, but but yeah. like this the, the, because I, I learned so long ago um when i was playing uh in in percussion ensemble uh that we would we would just we would pray before we go on you know and and we would always try to make sure that, uh, like me and the and the other Christian people in the band, we would try to make sure that we were doing we were doing it in a godly way. And so whenever I played, like it was even though it wasn't like worship music or anything, we were playing to the Lord. And it makes it so much easier, um, and just to have that connection. Like when whenever you guys like whenever you see each other and you're in the band together, like you just know that we have the same intentions yeah. you know like you know what's yeah. it, what's in each other's hearts for a second and when you connect like that and it's just it's just a crazy feeling you know yeah yeah no oh well, yeah i mean i think music is so cool because like everyone likes music you know so yeah. when you, guys, you can't like you can't not you like can't music, not right? I'm like there's no way you don't like there's so much music there is the something out there like yeah. yeah like you you like something you like something so it's cool that you guys get to do it like together and are just like continually growing and learning in it. Yeah. I, I just think it's really cool. 
But before we kind of wrap up, like let's hear some of the biggest music influences or favorite songs or genres, whatever you want to share. Something that's like a, a fun thing that you guys, um, I, I don't want to say fun fact, but like just something that you guys are passionate about in music, whether it's a influence or favorite song. And I know yours. yours. Need, yeah, need to breathe. My my yeah favorite band is, is Need to Breathe. Um, they do like a, they do some like just rock stuff that's really good. But also like they have some Christian stuff as well. And I feel like they they handle both aspects of that world to very well. Because like rock is like really kind of rebellious, and then like there's they tie that in with like the way that Jesus lived is rebellious. And so like oh, they just they use rock to propel the gospel which is i think super cool um it's just really high energy and i'm a really high energy person most of most of the time so yeah dude this is a hard question because mm -hmm. i feel like i just really dude this is this might be the hardest question i <laughs> that i've ever been asked it feels like so <laughs> dang <laughs> yeah dude Crazy. i just i mean i just listen to to everything i can get my hands on as, as a music-y kind of guy I just I just love finding new things to listen to all the time as much as possible, mm -hmm. and I know you guys have know that because like I'll come in talking about how I I found this this new funk song or this new <laughs> jazzy song or, or whatever I want to listen to that day you know, um, but I would say some some big influences growing up was uh, uh, my pappy's music uh, and and he was he was in a like a, a gospel quartet so. It was always gospel music, and it was always around. And I listened to a lot of K Love. It was always on the radio. It's always Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me anything. You cannot yeah. go wrong with K Love. It's so fire. But uh, whenever I whenever I was listening to a bunch of secular music, and every time I I take a, a foot out the door, I always want to find something that is like so far out there musically to listen to. In a way, I guess like I almost want to find new genres or find ways to relate to genres and then bring it back to how I feel about it. So I'll find something that just sounds insane and then I'll be like, well, this kind of sounds like this that I listened to before and then I'll find a way to like relate it back to some comfort music or something and, and I think that's really nice. So that lets me explore like a ton of stuff. You know, I'll listen to, I'll listen to some uh, jazz and funk or hip-hop and rap or some yeah. r&b so you do a lot of reflecting nice hits. Yeah, you do a lot of reflecting on whatever you listen to and that helps you like search out for like new music i guess yeah and not only search for new music but also uh just to enjoy the music i've learned to listen to i guess if that makes sense uh just whatever you listen to to really understand it like i mean i don't want to listen to a song and not know where did it come from? Uh, why did they write it? Oh, really? What does it mean? So you want to know like everything about it then? Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, if I hear a new song I like, I'll just throw it into a playlist. I'm like, that's gonna be really fun to listen to when it randomly comes up in shuffle. Like, and dude, sometimes <laughs> it's a song that I dislike, and that's the that's the crazy what? thing. Like no. sometimes I find a song and I don't like the way it sounds. And, and I'm like, what? why did they write it that way? <laughs> what What did they mean? Okay. What's okay. the point of this? And how can I take away from it? Is there anything I can learn about it? Dude. Dang, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that was, that's interesting. Find the thing that in the song, like, like, I don't like this, but what can I take? That's, I've never done that before. There is, there has gotta be something you can take away from, like, if, if it's, if it's music out there, 
if somebody's listening to it and they're listening to it for a reason, I bet. Yeah. You know? That's that's Dude, I always point. think about that. Like like I'll hear a song I don't like and I'll be thinking, someone out here likes this song. Like right? the person who wrote it likes it, the band or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, someone's listening to this song probably like right now and they're like, This is my favorite song and I just don't understand. You know, but like, that's what's cool about music, yeah. like you can appreciate anything. And yeah. it's crazy because sometimes I'll like find a song I like and then go check out an artist. I'm like, nope, it's just this one song. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's the worst. It's like, oh, I go and hear all the music. It's like, oh, dude, I really like this album, but that next one was it was just bad, man. Yeah, yeah. And and I might never listen to that album again, but I'm I'll, I'm gonna find something in there. And a lot of times I'll end up like listening to songs that I don't like a lot. Cause I'm like, what, what can I get from this? And it'll be Man, like for crazy. a full week, I'll just listen to that's a song hard. I dislike sometimes. Wow. You smell it, right? Sometimes I will, sorry, before you get to go, um, I will listen to a song that I don't like in giving it a second chance for me to like it. So if yeah. I hear it like four or five times, mm -hmm. not like in a row, but like just throughout like a week or something, then I'll know if I actually like the song or not. Because there'll be songs where um, like you like it right away, right? Like there's a bunch of those that everyone has, but the real ones I'm like, oh, it's not really that good. But I'll give it a few more chances, and then I'm like, dude, this is like actually. And sometimes really solid. It, it can like grow on you like yeah. that, right? Yeah, dude, there was this yeah. song that that kept coming on, like on my on my Spotify shuffle or whatever. And I've got a really long playlist, but I have free Spotify because it just. It just takes you places, man. Like mm -hmm. sometimes there's an advertisement that just sounds good, and sometimes no. sometimes there's like a like it just won't <laughs> let you play what you want to listen to. And I know that sounds so ridiculous, but it's kind of fun sometimes. So this song this song came on once, and oh, let me tell you, it's it was so stupid. It was <laughs> it it just it sounded silly and ridiculous. Which I know I'm a silly and ridiculous man, but I don't often listen to silly and ridiculous music. It was it was the summer of tomfoolery was the song, and it kept coming on, and I was like, I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> and then like after it came on probably 15 times without me wanting it to, I was like, what is that song that's stuck in my head? And then I was like, I was kind of like, this is kind of funny sounding. And now it comes on and I just laugh. Like, I kind of enjoy it a little. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, sometimes they grow on you a little. And I'm not telling you that to tell you that it's a good song. Like, it really is just kind of ridiculous. And, like, <laughs> like it, dude, it sounds like it came out of a cartoon. So sometimes I'll give a song I don't really like just because of, like, the time period of when I heard it or who I was with when I heard yeah, it. Yeah, Like, cool. oh, that's a funny thing I can just remember. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I kind of have two answers to your question. So I can't just choose one right right, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I can't just no choose one. so like one is more of a genre it's like that old gospel like old time mm. gospel music because my church is like it's all older people there's like 20 to 30 members that come every sunday like very small like we get up on stage and like you everybody you don't we don't practice any beforehand it's you just get up on stage and you play you just play awesome. and figure out the chords and like you're nervous kinda, for that no, just no. because I've done this for so long. Oh, what church do you go to? That it's called Pinewoods Mission Church. Oh, I visited there once. Really? Yes. We'll have to talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, so it's, like, really small. So just, like, that old gospel, like, old-time, like, like, upbeat, like, 
I don't know, it just hits different because mm. it's like, that's what I grew up listening to. But, and then the other one is Lauren Daigle, her song, Trust In You. That is like the first, like, I guess contemporary Christian mu music that I learned to like play on guitar and I sung like in front of people. So I first sung it at my church. So that was like, it was like, cause we don't sing contemporary Christian. So like mm -hmm. I'm the only one that sings it at my church really. Whoa. Which is really cool when like the little kids will come up yeah. with me and sing. They like ask me. It's so cool. That is fun. So like just that memory of like how it brought like the younger generation like into our church and like, how it like included them, I guess. And then it was also the first song I sang in front of like a big group of people at a competition. Like of like 200 plus people. Oh. Yeah. And like granted, I went from 20 people to straight to that. Oh. So wow. like I was, I remember I was like. Wow. so sick to my stomach before I went on but like then once I got out there and I was like singing it and I was like remembering the lyrics and like trusting you it's literally about trusting yeah. God yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh this is so good and like getting into it and like completely forgetting that there are 200 people listening to me it's just like so amazing that's cool that you have the nostalgia component yeah. there too yeah that's cool that's cool um but yeah is there anything else you guys wanted to add or are you guys wanted to do the? You guys wanted to do a song together? Is that what it was? You guys have time? Yeah, for you got time. Do it. All right, sweet. Well, before we get to the song, this has been the right track with Brad, and we got Bryson, Tristan with the Y, and Leah. So, yeah, now we can do the song and see how that goes. So like we'll do like that that instrumental there, and then we'll, we'll end the chorus. And that's like for the last chorus, let's go acapella. Let's do it. Do it when you're ready. Okay, this song is called Multiplied, it's if I need to breathe. It's maybe one of my favorite songs of all time um, because for me it reminds me of why we do music, what it's for. Um, the song where he says, um, these may these hallelujahs be multiplied. And so it's like, our worship is never going to be enough for God in and of itself. So this song is, in a, in a sense, it's a prayer that it would be made worthy of him. That's why I love it. Um, so, here we go. Like radiant diamonds bursting inside of us, we cannot contain your love. Surely.
thanks for that. that. Just came off my hand right now. I got some <laughs> <laughs> good job, good job.